Mackling and McGarry on 680 CJOB. Greg Mackling, Brett McGarry with you on this Monday afternoon. As we refer to it in the first part of our program, Blue Monday, we don't want to harp on that, but it's nice to know that we're talking about it and bringing recognition and also a forum for us to discuss depression and some shocking statistics in the package of information, Brett, that was sent to us from the Girl Guides of Canada. Mental health is a growing concern for youth in Canada, particularly in respect to young girls. Suicide is the second leading cause of death for young people in our country, with young women experiencing nearly three times the rate of hospitalization for suicide attempts than young men. It, it, that absolutely put me on the floor. That is, yeah, it's, it's troubling doesn't even begin to describe this phenomenon. And uh, I don't know if you call it a, a problem, a issue, whatever. It's, it's disturbing and it's sad and it's hopefully something that can turn around in the very near future. Well, the Girl Guides of Canada has joined forces with Kids Help Phone and the Psychology Foundation of Canada to launch the Mighty Minds program. Mental health is a growing concern for youth in Canada. And joining us now to talk about this is Cheryl Pounder. She's two-time Canadian Olympic women's hockey gold medalist, and uh, she joins us on the phone now. Good afternoon, Cheryl. Thank you for taking some time and bringing awareness to this uh, problem, as Brett calls it. Do we call it an epidemic? Are we able to call it that, or uh, would we be getting in trouble for using that word? Well, you know what? When you look at the statistics, you have to wonder if that is the word. Um, it's certainly an issue amongst our youth, and, and it really, my growing concern is, you know, I have two young daughters myself, so when I, I look at these statistics, I say to myself, gosh, what can we be doing differently? And, and this is kind of what Mighty Minds has, has really struck a chord with me, uh, because it's addressing this at a very young age, uh, getting kids to talk about their emotions and, and being proactive. So certainly something that's uh, raised a lot of awareness and stood within me, because at the end of the day, I'm a mom, uh, I'm a coach of a young girls hockey team, yay, uh, and and, uh, you know, you hear concerns at young ages uh, and things that are being said out of these kids' mouths that, that really you wouldn't think that you'd have to have to hear at those ages. So, you know, we're addressing these issues, and, and the Girl Guides of Canada is really taking a firm stance with this initiative. What are some of the things, what are some of the issues that, that girls uh, talk about in their younger years that maybe differentiate from, from that of boys at the same age? Well, you know, I, I really believe that body image uh, is something that comes up a lot, uh, surprisingly at a young age, uh, whether it be their appearance, uh, which is hand-in-hand with their confidence and their self-esteem, and that is, that's linked as they grow older with other issues, uh, and certainly it, it really resonates with their confidence and value, and, and you know, you do hear it at, at young ages, and it's really concerning, and so what the Girl Guides of Canada is doing is, is trying to get these girls talking at a young age about uh, understanding their emotions, and one of the, the things and one of the exercises that I love that they're doing is uh, a little exercise with five and six-year-olds called the Symphony of Emotions, <laughs> and it's kind of, uh, they're all given an emotion, and they have to kind of act it out, and there's a conductor. And it shows the wide range of emotions that these kids may be feeling, but someone being sad may be different from someone else, someone else being sad. So, so they're getting them talking and understanding that they may be a little bit different in terms of their emotion than someone else, and that's okay. Why do they call it Mighty Minds? 
Well, mighty minds, just think of it. Uh, you know, we are a mighty mind, and uh, our mind is so very, very powerful, and we have the strength. I, I know for myself, being an athlete, you know, it was later on in my career when I reflect to think, geez, what was the difference? You know, you do all this fitness, all of this training, and when it comes down to it, when you step on that ice for a gold medal game, the difference is, is what's going between your ears and uh, the willingness to get yourself into a state where you know you can perform at your best. And so your mind is very mighty, and it's strengthening and empowering the mind and, and what that does to the overall being. And so Mighty Mind is just a perfect punch, shall we call it, uh, as we shine our light on, uh, on, on this issue amongst our youth. Cheryl Pounder is a two-time Canadian Olympic women's hockey gold medalist. And Cheryl, of course, uh, Haley Wickenheiser retired from the national team uh, last week. Uh, much fanfare in Edmonton on Saturday night. Yes. They made an incredible uh, spectacle and uh, honoured uh, Haley in uh, a way befitting a National Hockey League player. What is it about having someone like yourself to speak about this? What is, uh, from your point of view, the benefit of having having a voice like yours uh, on side uh, with Mighty Minds? Well, you know, we believe in it. And, you know, we play both play the sport or are continuing to play and, and be proactive in the women's hockey game. And if you look back to when I started uh, playing hockey as well as Haley, it was, it was something that was sort of taboo. It was, it was a sport... Um, you know, I was chased into a dressing room by a very angry parent because I made a boys team when I was young. So, so you know, the resiliency of, of fighting for your dreams and pursuing your goals and having the courage, um, you know, to engage in your own life and seek out your passions. And so I know it's something that Haley has done so extremely well throughout her career, a true consummate professional. And, and for us, you know, we sort of, we went through that journey and, and we kind of been there a little bit. Um, and so we want girls to say, you know what, I can do it. Um, I can be strong. You know, for someone like myself, I was cut from the team years ago, so I can talk to, you know, it wasn't easy. There were struggles um, along the way, and we had to learn how to cope, and we had to learn to reach out, and that's the biggest thing. With having that ability to reach out. Uh, I have a great teammate like Haley, you know, who is always reaching out to others and doing so many great things. She's an ambassador in so many different avenues. And I thought to myself, you know what, this is something that I truly believe in uh, with young girls who I just want to lead productive and, and healthy and, and really engaged lives. So, so this is why I'm involved in it. And uh, I look up to someone like Haley who's meant so much to our game. I was telling someone earlier, when we first came into the program, she was high chair Haley and I was bam-bam pounder. <laughs> so we were babies. We were babies in the program. And um, so it's been amazing to watch her growth and how much she's done for the game. Cheryl, I just want to go back to what you just said, how you were chased into a dressing room. Yeah. <laughs> Can you elaborate on that? Well, you know what, uh, back uh, when I was playing hockey, and it was something, you know, I played road hockey with my brothers, uh, you know, they put me in net like every other, um, you know, female sibling <laughs> that wanted to play with them, mm -hmm. and uh, found my passion for the game, and asked my parents to play the sport that I loved, and, and I was quite, quite a great skater, so, you know, I thought, oh, I'm going to try this, and I, and I went out for, for the boys' team, and I remember being in the hallway between dressing rooms after the tryout, and I'd made the team, and parents were very upset that I had, you know, ventured to this side when I shouldn't have been playing that sport. It wasn't a sport for girls. I shouldn't have been there. And at that time, you know, it was, it was years ago, I felt at first I didn't know what to do, but I had strong support system, and I had great friends. I had great family around me to say, why not you? And I believe that, you know, with a mighty mind 
and with good people around you to give you an arm to kind of lift you up, you can accomplish these great things. And, and, and you have to talk about it. I remember having lengthy conversations with friends because other, you know, there was other people who ridiculed me for playing. And, and uh, the ones that supported me gave me the good energy and enabled me to continue. And, and I certainly am so thankful for that today and just trying to give back a little bit, um, just having gone through what I did. Uh, last one for you, Cheryl. I know you've got to run, but mental wellness is is kind of the way that I see this approach, right? Is taking mm-hmm. it from the positive side as opposed to uh, working backwards from and with people that have issues, and and so many do. But the key seems to be the breaking down of barriers and the stigma and this inability to talk about it. I, I don't know if that stigma is completely eliminated, but it's sure less than what it was. And, and now yeah. to, to come forward and to speak about these issues uh, is not taboo any longer. No, it's not. And I really think it's sort of, you know, once you're aware of the elephant in the room, you can start talking about it. And for for us, you know, I'm constantly going into schools and high schools, and, and you're hearing about these issues at that level. And, and what Mighty Minds is doing is they're providing age-appropriate exercises. So whether you are 17-year-old or, or whether you're 5, you're getting that different lesson. You know, you might be talking stigma at the age of 14, 50, and stories and coping and resiliency things exercises, but at the young age, you're learning about your emotions. So they're being proactive so we can build these young kids up. And I really think this is a great difference with Mighty Minds. We're, we're building these five and six-year-olds up in terms of understanding their own emotions because we want them by the age of high school, let's be honest, to be confident. Mm-hmm. So that not, we're not dealing with it when they already have these other issues. So, so I think they're doing a great job of understanding. Let's find some age-appropriate exercises, and they've researched for two years to be able to put this program together, and so that, you know, you aren't necessarily talking suicide with a five-, six-year-old, but you're certainly talking about that stigma and those things with the older groups. So they're providing resources for each age group, and it's something that, uh, you know, I'm very proud to be a part of, and certainly watching it grow is going to be something that I am I, I'm very excited about. Uh, well, your energy is infectious, and I can only imagine that your presentations uh, hit home in a solid fashion. Cheryl, congratulations on your incredible hockey career, and uh, thank you for parlaying that into this role as a spokesperson for this uh, incredible initiative on behalf of the Girl Guides of Canada. We appreciate your time greatly. And thank you guys for shining a light on it. Uh, really, really thankful. Cheryl Pounder joining us this afternoon. She is talking to us and has been talking about this initiative, Mighty Minds. It's a combination of forces between the Kids Help Phone, Psychology Foundation of Canada, uh, Cheryl Pounder, the two-time Canadian Olympic women's uh, hockey gold medalist, and uh, the Girl Guides of Canada. Cheryl Pounder, the uh, former uh, standout with the Canadian women's Olympic hockey team. Mighty Minds is an initiative of Girl Guides of Canada, Uh, Kids Help Phone and the Psychology Foundation of Canada. And uh, it's because mental health is a growing concern for youth in Canada, particularly in respect to young girls. Suicide is the second leading cause of death for young people in Canada, with young women experiencing nearly three times the rate of hospitalization for suicide attempts than young men. It's just a... It's just a startling statistic, Brett, and and one that uh, I have a hard time wrapping my brain around. It, it makes my heart heavy and uh, makes my brain race. It, I would concur with that because I, we all remember what it was like to be a teenager, and I was not one of the popular kids, not one of the popular teenagers, so of course I had to deal with 
with bullying and I was a little overweight. So I got, you know, I was, uh, you're, you're fat and you're a nerd and all that stuff. So that's hard to deal with. But I dealt with that in an era that did not have cell phones or internet or any of that kind of stuff. So cyberbullying did not enter the equation. So mm-hmm. I really can't imagine what it would be like for a young person who is dealing with the bullying, not only in person, but also online. That's just one avenue that is scary. And then Cheryl also talked about body image, which when you look at social media, all you, if you just go on Instagram and just, mm-hmm. just search, just randomly search, you will inevitably find hundreds of pictures about fitness and models and all this stuff. And so the, this image there, this idea that being fit and, and looking hot, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. is I think more prevalent now and in your face than it ever was. There was an ability to escape from it. You know, you mentioned bullying and cyberbullying, but also, you know, those problems, whatever they might be. Concern about school, concern about friends or lack of friends, uh, body in- image, anxiety, these sorts of things that, that kids have been dealing with forever. There was sometimes, and, and maybe more often back in our day, not to sound old, an opportunity just to leave it at school, right, Brett? Yep. But now it follows you. It follows you everywhere. It's a little bit less possible to cut yourself out from the outside world. And to maybe to just to shut it off. And Brett, I like you, uh, I went through a period of time where I was the new kid. I was the country kid. Uh, I was the new kid several times at different schools. And that was a uh, source of a lot of the admonishment that I would get from my peers. And being a little bit loud probably didn't help me you uh, too often. Uh, always, always have been. Uh, always wore my heart in my sleeve. And so it was something being different that I had to live with as well. And even for as well-adjusted as I think I was for the most part, I went through a period of time where I was more than willing and more than considering walking away from high school at an early age, like in grade 11. Really? Because I just didn't want to deal with it anymore. And there, I wouldn't have had any idea back then of who to talk to. It's nice to know now that our programs like this, where young people can reach out and ask for help. Mighty Minds is the name of the program. And at last, Sarah Kareliuk has called from the Girl Guides of Canada. Sarah, am I, did I pronounce your last name correctly? You sure did, and thank you for having me on today. Great. Sarah Kareliuk is with the National Manager of Marketing and Communications at Girl Guides of Canada. Once again, uh, the Girl Guides have joined forces with Kids Help Phone, Psychology Foundation of Canada, and Cheryl Pounder, two-time Canadian Olympic women's hockey gold medalist. We just spoke to her. And, Sarah, we, we just have a couple of minutes here, but we just wanted to get you on to talk a little bit more about what drove the Girl Guides of Canada to launch this Mighty Minds program? So what happened really was um, years ago, uh, I'd say, you know, two or three years ago, we started hearing through the Girl Guide grapevine and the guider grapevine, like, uh, you know, unit meetings were talking about it. And, um, you know, we were hearing through social media and through blog comments and things like that, our, our general communications channels that girls and guiders wanted to talk about mental health. It was something that they were interested in talking about. 
They wanted a safe space to talk about it in. Uh, it was important to them as, as girls, and um, it was an important issue. It's, an, it's a very important and a complex topic. So we knew that we had to we had to take this on with a little bit of caution, of course, to, you know, it is a very complex topic, as I said, and, um, you know, we, we spent two years developing this program, and we built it in a way that distills some of the complexities down into age-appropriate activities. Um, and so this was very guided by girls. They, they asked for it, and we, we, we knew it was important to make sure we delivered that. With Sarah, for a long time, it seems to me, and in my experience, issues with mental wellness uh, were a uh, reactive situation. It was sometimes too late before you realized you had an issue or someone close to you had an issue. Now we're getting much more proactive in terms of setting the expectation and laying out for young people what their options are and what they need to be looking out, not only for themselves, but in their peers and their friends. That's, that's absolutely right. This is a very proactive program. The way that we look at it as is that we know that, um, you know, between 40 and 50% of mental, mental health issues arise before somebody is 14 years old. So we looked at that and we realized we need to be proactive with young girls. We need to start early talking about emotions and talking about the fact that it's okay to have a range of emotions and and express those emotions and also reading emotions in other people. So this is more than just emotional intelligence. It's understanding, um, you know, what, what those emotions might mean and how to build resilience in yourself when you come across that emotion of, you know, frustration or depression or sadness. It's okay to have sadness, but how do you deal with that sadness? And I know you spoke with Cheryl, and she's she's a really great example of somebody who has worked really hard at those positive, you know, positive self-talk and having positive mental health to overcome the challenges of being an elite athlete. And and I think we our point is you don't have to be an elite athlete. You can, you know, you may just be, you know, a grade one or grade two student who's, you know, struggling to fit in or, um, you know, whatever challenge you might face. And so we want this program to be proactive and help girls start talking about these things. Mackling and McGarry on 680 CJOB.